0: I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Cameron. I miss you, man. Yeah. I miss you,
1: I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man? I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss
0: you? Welcome to another episode of I Miss You, Man. It's a special episode today with a special guest and a very special topic. Uh, before we get to that, Dylan, can you please give us an outline of what this podcast is all about?
1: Well, usually, Lonnie, it's a podcast about how we miss each other. And we started this podcast so we can keep in touch more for that one. And what we do is that we take turns each week uh, hosting a topic for the other person. And we try to brighten each other's week by discussing everything. It can be life, pop culture, and everything in between.
0: That's right, Dylan. Every, eventually... We will have a podcast on every topic known to humanity. One uh, to help us achieve that goal this week, we are joined by the best Australian pop culture tweeter of them all, Cameron Williams. Now, Cameron has written about film and TV for print, online media, he's appeared on TV and radio and podcast, and pretty soon he's branching out into some creative work of his own. Uh, Cameron and I have been Twitter friends for a few years now, which is nice given that He's a really established writer and I'm a nobody with a podcast. (laughs) So welcome aboard, Cameron. Thanks for coming along today. Is there anything I missed about you there?
2: No, I think um, the craziest thing is that um, you guys have a podcast which puts you years ahead of of myself in terms of, you know, making that leap. So, you know, because you can't in modern life, you are incomplete without a podcast. So... That's the, that's the big hole of my life that today you guys are helping me fulfill um, by, by having a chat. So I just want to say thank you so much. It's such a huge honor um, to, to be part of this podcast to discuss something that I am very, very, very passionate about. I would say out of all those things you mentioned, very much a side part of my life because what we're going to talk about today is my true passion.
0: Oh, that's good. I, I thought I was a House Hunters fan, but then I'm hearing you talk about it, and I'm like, I've got nothing on you, Cameron.
2: <laughs> yep, yep. The, today, it's going to be all... See, this is the thing that, um, you know, I am, I am always super keen to talk about House Hunters um, and all of the various spin-offs of that show, including House Hunters International, House Hunters Renovation, um, but... Yeah, no one ever wants to hear me out. So this is my this is my true moment. This is like um you know this is like in Rudy when he gets called out onto the game for his five minutes of glory. This is this is my Rudy moment when it comes to House Hunters.
0: <laughs> uh, that's great. I'm glad you're you're so excited, um, Dylan. What's your relationship with House Hunters?
1: Uh, I'm I'm a casual fan right here um it's pretty much that whenever i go to my parents house they're, they're pretty much just watching house hunters every time they're loving it <laughs> they'll watch any version too they love it all they'll watch international tiny house hunters normal house hunters they can't get enough Now,
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my relationship is that i watched this um, with my my partner and friend of the show Sine, and we just sort of fell into watching it um I've never like gone. Okay, it's seven o'clock. Let's put on House Hunters. This always just happens to be on. It's always found me when I needed it. I guess. Um, and I, I, I'm not a Reno person. I don't like renovations. I don't like um, any other of the block or grand designs or anything like that. So the fact that I love House Hunters is is quite um, surprising to everyone, especially me. Uh, so Cameron, how far do you and House Hunters go back?
2: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's hard to figure out when life really began with house hunters because you can't really remember your life before. Uh, It's very similar (laughs) to having children. Um, But Mm. I do... I remember House Hunters just always being name dropped like when in a lot of kind of like American pop culture, like listening to podcasts. I think it was like I was listening to a podcast once and I was talking about House Hunters so much that I was like, what is this show? Like I've never seen it before. And so it just kind of like got put away in the back of my mind. And then I think in Australia it lives on a digital channel here called Nine Life and I think I was just channel surfing one night and then it was on and I was like, wow, I was like, this is the show I've heard about. And so – I watched it and then you just kind of like oh yeah yeah like it's okay but then I found myself every time it was on I would watch it and not just watch it like I would binge it because like usually they put it on in like really big chunks so it'll be like an mm-hmm. episode of OG House Hunters, House Hunters International it'll roll through all of the different ones for like about two or three hours and every time I just got kind of sucked into that vortex to the point where whenever it was on, I would just sit down and watch it. And, you know, it's one of those shows where I think it's so easy to watch and just zone out to that that's like a huge part of its appeal so that's kind of how I steadily became a fan to a point where now I'm like taking photos of the television when weird things happen on (laughs) House Hunters or making notes about like you know weird things that happen or trying to remember specific episodes Um, and then whoever will hear me out I'm just like oh have you seen House Hunters and just talking about it so yeah that's kind of where my fandom lies but yeah very much goes from it can go from casual to intense very quickly it's kind of like a whirlwind romance when it comes to house hunters
0: yeah i, I have to agree with that that's that's pretty much happened to me i don't i'm not sure i'm um proselytizing as much as you are but um <laughs> yeah you know, well i guess i'm in this podcast about it aren't i so i guess i kind of am in that sense um so I'm, I'm sure you blokes have done a bit of research and have some you know, points to talk about but like my biggest concern today as we on our journey of house hunters is i want us to try and explain why this show was so appealing we've all described we get addicted to it but like why <laughs> it's, it's not something that on the surface you think you would be addicted to um so cameron someone out there maybe listening to this show maybe has never seen an episode of house hunters can you explain the general format for us
2: Yeah, so the general format is that it's people looking for a place to live and most of the time it's either they're looking for a place to rent or they're looking for a place to buy. Um, And so what happens is those couples get paired with a a real estate agent and they look at three properties. Um, But first they sit down with the agent and they tell them what their demands are. So they'll say like, you know... They want a pool um, they want a two-car garage like there's so many different lists and in the, the funnier the demands are the better the episodes gonna be <laughs> um, <laughs> especially when you get into places like um, House Hunters International where they want to live in the center of Paris and have a giant kitchen that's when it becomes like really good um, and then basically they then go through each house and you know the couples they pretty much go through almost every single room and just comment on the place and then you know give kind of sideways glances at the real estate agent if they Haven't done their job properly, Um, and then at the end of the episode, they kind of sit down and decide um, which property they're going to take, and they kind of very slowly go through that process. So at the end, they'll knock out one of the properties, and there's a really satisfying sound effect that I just love when they put a little X through the property, and it goes like it's like, oh, it's like so satisfying, Um, and then yeah, and then. You get to see them living in that property like six months later or whatever, which is always cool to see how they've kind of made the place their own and they've kind of adjusted. Um, And so that is the full House Hunters journey. And so obviously you've got the original House Hunters, which is usually people looking for places to live in their own towns. House Hunters International, which is where they're moving overseas. Um, And then House Hunters Renovation is similar to OG House Hunters, but obviously you've got the whole renovation part. And then, yeah, there's tons of different um house hunters like it's kind of like its own little universe you know um so there's so many different ones but they're the main ones that you kind of need to check out if you want to get into house hunters
0: i think um that's that's great summation of the show but even then that doesn't explain why it's so addictive you know (laughs) yeah dylan what do you reckon the, the the key is here to our house hunters
1: attraction I think one of the keys is uh, you've got to get a bit of spice in it. So I think a little bit of a little bit of conflict between the partners on the show about what they want and that sort of thing. I think that's one of the key factors because then you're you're not sure which they're going to go with, who's going to compromise, you know, that sort of thing. That's one of the parts of it. I think, especially especially with international house hunters as well, you get to see some you know exotic locations, that sort of thing, some different designs of architecture around the world, you know.
0: I think that's true. I think um, what you said there is funny. The The conflict between what they want is particularly funny. It's normally a couple or two people or a family or something. And, yeah, the husband wants a games room and a, a man cave and um, a big bar and the wife wants a, a pool in the backyard and a huge kitchen and they're never going to find that place that has everything. And so it's funny to see them, yeah, debate that as they walk through. I've got a list here of reasons why I think um, House Hunters is so so appealing. I'm going to go through them and please jump in whenever you feel like it, guys. The first list, the first on my list is it's simple to watch. The show just washes over you. You don't have to think, you know, they walk into a room that's got a small shower and they say the shower is small and you're just like, yes, that shower is small. You don't have to think at all. What do you reckon about that, Cameron?
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I like to describe House Hunters as kind of like my moment of zen. Like I'm not really into like transcendental meditation and all that kind of stuff. But you know, when I hear people talk about that, I go, yeah, it's kind of like watching House Hunters. Um, It very much (laughs) is that experience of just having something that's so simple and so well executed, but also like everyone's been through this experience of like the stress of having to find a house or a place to live. And so the way that it's simplified, um, I'm I'll, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, Oh, how do I get on this show? Like if I ever need to find a new place, because it feels like just shooting off an email to them and saying, yeah, I'll awkwardly look through three houses. If you make the process easier for me, um, just, <laughs> just feels so good. Like it just feels like such an easy way to find a place. Um, and so I think, yeah, just that, that way that it just, there's, it just doesn't take much from you. And I think, in in modern the modern television landscape there are so many choices and there are so many options there are so many shows that are just like really stressful really intense like all that prestige tv stuff like it's it's good it has its place but then you still need to snap back to something like house hunters where for that 30 40 minutes you can just absolutely think about nothing else and just just let it like you said just let it wash over you which i think is why as you guys mentioned before you'll just go over to someone's house and they'll have it on it's kind of like background music it's like modern whale sounds you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like you go into somewhere and it's like you know if i went if i went to get a massage somewhere and they had house hunters on i'd be like i get it i get it it."
0: Uh, it's funny i've got a quote here there's a washington post article from a few years ago and they're talking about the appeal of house hunters and this quote that says it's always on in doctors offices and hospital waiting rooms because there's no bad news on house hunters <laughs> maybe there's a disagreement about a shower head but it's not life or death which is so it's true
2: not. it's not yeah it's it's just so simple um, and also too I think kind of outsourcing your own concerns about you know where you want to live or whatever to other people and just watching them make that decision and you've got no kind of stake in it is like just It's just such a big relief sometimes to just watch that. And I think with something like House Hunters International too, the stakes are always so much higher. So, like, Mm. the drama is then kind of intensified, especially if, you know, the person's story is, like, you know, they went there on holidays, loved it, and decided to live there because I've I've been in that situation before where you go somewhere and you're like, I can see myself living here. And it's like, yeah, because you're eating at a restaurant every night and you're, like, <laughs> going to cool places. Like, you know, if you lived there, it would be so much different to um, the, what, the way you holiday there. So sometimes those people really stress me out because I'm just kind of like, oh, God, like they really fell head over heels with the place and now they're, like, all in. But, um. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, House Hunters International, that's a whole separate podcast, guys. Like, we could just go into <laughs> the high stakes of House Hunters International for hours.
0: Well, I watched one yesterday, um, House Hunters International, they actually coming to Brisbane, which was interesting to watch from that local perspective. But, yeah, the, the woman on that was like, yeah, I need to find a job when I get here. Like, her husband got transferred for work, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to try and find a job as soon as possible. I'm like, you're moving a whole country without a job lined up. That is um, quite scary to me.
2: And how did, how did Brisbane get the house hunters international treatment was it like did, did it like kind of was it jarring for you kind of seeing the suburbs and the way that they'd kind of pitched the place to foreigners
0: it was funny the um the real estate agent was just the most typical aussie bloke you'd ever see <laughs> which was quite interesting to see um but the the suburbs yeah it was kind of weird the way they sold it, it was like oh brisbane it's it's hot here so everyone eats outside all the time i was like i, I guess we kind of do like this cafe culture and there's like dining on the street um and then she wanted to live in a queenslander house which is obviously that makes sense because we're here in queensland um but that we're kind of jumping ahead of what i want to say here but i'll get into it now so you know we all kind of know that they they have three houses but they've already kind of got one house right is that, that news to you doing
1: no, no, I did know that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's usually either they, like, have the house or they're, like, very far into the process of uh, owning that house, basically. Yeah. Well,
0: in this one, they were, like, talking shit about this one place, and obviously that's the one they ended up having. And I was wondering if they were overcompensating for that, like, to
1: try and to make sure it wasn't so obvious that they'd already bought that house. I I had one like that too because I watched one also and this lady, she just trashed this house. She was just like, I hate the floors. I hate the garage. There's no colour in the kitchen. Windows are too small. Like she was just destroying it and and that's the house they went with in the end. It was madness. Crazy. I
2: well, think also too that's kind of part of what makes the show great is that when you find out like the mechanics of the show and how it's made and how the producers work that – it kind of does become this, like, really fun piece of amateur theatre where they're Mm. just getting, like, random people who have already decided, and then as they take them through the houses, they've obviously got to, like, put on this performance, right? Mm. So I think that's what then creates that really awesome kind of, like, awkward stage tension and all this kind of <laughs> stuff <laughs> where people are going through houses and, like, you know, they're just completely reacting in a, in, a, in kind of like an unnatural way because they're mm. not actors. So it's kind of, like, really funny watching people, like you said, go through houses they've already picked and kind of just trying to create some kind of problem. And it's just, like, really, really funny um, when you kind of think about it from that point of view. Um, and, you know, this is when you've been watching, like, hours and hours and hours of the show. So you're kind mm. of a bit more wired to those, like, kind of mechanics. But I think that's kind of what that awkwardness eventually makes House Hunters so entertaining to watch. Um, and, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just always great, So especially if there's kind of already a weird kind of energy between the couples too or the, the, the people. <laughs> mm. It's always fun to see kind of that play out on, on that stage.
0: Well, this one is funny because she wanted gas stove tops on her, you know, on the oven. And then she also wanted a Queenslander house because she's in Queensland. And they found this place in Milton which had the gas stove and it was a Queenslander. And it was like absolutely perfect, everything she wanted. But clearly they went somewhere else because that's what they'd already done. So I think that's, you know kind of double buffing us there a little bit. Um, and it was really funny when they went to the third house, which is the one they got, they walk in and she looks at the kitchen and it's just got regular um, stovetops. And she says to the guy, you know, what's this about? It's, it's um, <laughs> not gas. And the real estate agent, the most Australian guy ever, is like, uh, yep, you've nailed it there. Um you're not gas. <laughs> yeah, correct.
2: <laughs> the agent, Yeah, the agents are always so funny because there's also like the. it's like that tension between the couples but then there's always tension between the agent and the couples as well especially if they've they just haven't delivered on like the brief mm. and um i actually one of my favorite things about house hunters international is in the european cities when the couples uh they want it all right they want mm. to be like in the they want to be in the center of the city they want to have a huge kitchen huge bedrooms and you know like the european kitchen all that kind of stuff it's just never going to work um and my favorite thing is when they a real estate agent will show them a place that kind of has like half of what they want but it's not ideal and then the couple will go through and really give them grief about it they'll be like oh this bedroom is too small how can I work in this kitchen like they're always talking about that (laughs) and then the real estate agent gets this kind of look on their face like oh I'll show you a place that has it all and they go there and then when they get there they're like so what's this place and they're like it's right next to the Eiffel Tower it's got everything you want but it's like 10 grand a month and then they go, Ooh, that's a bit over our budget. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like the ultimate act of revenge on behalf of the agent. And it's always good because you can see that like they've intentionally gone. Okay. Like we'll show you a place that like has what you want to just like really punish them. And it's mm-hmm. just, it never fails to be like, like you, you can kind of feel when it's happening in the episode. You're like, oh, the next place is going to like really like be like a revenge place on behalf of the, the agent,
0: which is always fun. Yeah, and then they do that that little talk at the end. They're like, so this place had everything you wanted, but it's so expensive. And they're just oh, yeah. like, they're surprised by that.
2: <laughs> and then they get into the really great conversation, especially in international, where they start talking about their budget and how, like, if they take the more expensive place, it means they won't be able to, like you know, do the kind of things they had planned to do. Mm. But then you can always say there's always one person in the couple that is like, well, if we take the under budget place that has like all the compromises in it, we'll have a spare like $200 each month to spend on like Belgian chocolates or something like that. <laughs> and you can just see their faces like light up because they're like, oh yeah, like more chocolate for us. <laughs> and it's just like always, it's just always so much fun. But yeah. That's another dynamic within the couples is um, some episodes you'll really get like a – you'll get like a really frugal like member who's just always like it has to be like within budget Um, and then there's always someone that's just like, eh, it's 300 over, who cares? And then you can just see the other one just like losing their brain trying to figure out like where they're going to get that extra
0: cash from. Yeah, especially when it's like if there's – as I said, there's one partner who's come over for the job and the other partner is like not working at that point and there's that that tension there between the person who's like doing the sums in their brain about how much they're earning and the other person is like it'll work out in the future it'll be fine (laughs)
2: yeah there's all there's just always that um that yeah like like we mentioned before it's House sentence international just has the highest stakes because it's like new country new culture but old money so it's like what whatever mm. money they're bringing with them you're like oh how how long is that gonna last before mm. until they can really start kind of like earning money locally and then actually kind of like spending what they've got um But, yeah, budget is always a huge part of these shows, which brings up, like, you know, another kind of talking point, which is... My favourite line, in the, one of my favourite lines in the show, which is the way that they just talk about money in general, which is like, "Oh, this is at the top of our budget. Like I find in my own life now I'm saying that a lot. Like whenever <laughs> I'm looking at things, I'm like, you know, if I have to get like a new computer or something, I'm looking at stuff and I'm going, ah, it's really at the top of my budget. And I'm like, oh, my God, like <laughs> House Hunters has totally done an inception on me. Um, and the other thing too is um, in the original House Hunters, the house prices in america just constantly trip me out in terms of like what you can get for kind of mm-hmm. like a like not, much, not like not a lot, a lot of money but not nothing compared to house prices in australia but what the couples professions are always trips me yes. out because at the beginning of the episode they will go they'll introduce themselves and it's like, I'm John, I shoot birds at the airport. And then the other one's like, I'm Jane, I make paper dolls and sell them at the market. And they'll go, our budget is $850,000. And I'm like, <laughs> how, how?
0: <laughs> I've got no idea how accurate those are. Hey, I saw um, some Ask Reddit threads about this and they're talking about, yeah, I was on the show, this would happen, but they're like, they try and keep the job titles like intentionally vague but I think at this point they're doing it on purpose to make us laugh. Surely.
2: Yeah, they have to be because I saw one the other day, and the ladies profession was goat yoga. <laughs> um, and they had, and their budget was like, and their budget was big. Like it was like one point. They were looking at like million dollar homes. I think they were in Florida. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, he was – I think he was, like, something – he was, like, some really vague, like, kind of, like, IT tech thing and then it was just, like, goat yoga. And they had, like – they showed you it and it was, like, hilarious. Um, And then, yeah, one of her demands, I think, was that she wanted, like, a space – to be able to do like yoga stuff because she wanted to like kind of do the business out of their, their house. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the professions are just, it's just, that's a real fun part in the beginning kind of just seeing like who they are, what they do and then just the big reveal of the budget, which is always like, again, house prices in America compared to here. It's just, um, it's just a completely different like mindset.
0: Well, it's funny you mention house prices because, As a millennial, the concept of owning a home or even travelling overseas to work, if you want to take the international version of the show, it just seems so far out of reach for someone like me. I don't know about you guys, but I think that's maybe some of the appeal as well. It's like these people are playing out a fantasy that Mm -hmm. is just not going to happen to me anytime soon here in Australia.
2: Yeah, even just like when you talk, because part of it is when you're watching these episodes, like the live commentary you've got going on with whoever, whoever you're watching it with, and it's just, yeah, really, like, you know, I, I don't know anything about property or anything like investing or any of that real estate stuff, but you're kind of sitting there and you, like, pretend like you do. Yeah. Like, you're kind of sitting there going, like, yeah, that the square footage of this house seems to be quite reasonable for the price, and you're just, like, in, in, in your mind, you're, like, I've got no idea. Like, what the what the hell? Um,
0: and it's funny you mentioned about the demands people have and the, the dynamics between the couple's. Dylan, I don't know about you, but when I watch this show with Sinead, we always pick someone to hate in the couple. You know, there's there's one nice person normally and there's one person who's more annoying. And then you spend the whole time yelling at the nice person. You're like, leave them. Dump them. You can do so much better.
1: (laughs) Is that what you do, Dylan? I don't go that far. I like to give everyone a a fair shake of the sauce bottle. you know. (laughs) Um,
0: More than anything, guys, my, my final point, I think, about why this show is so appealing is that it's a mystery. We've kind of mm. touched upon this, but like, you know, what do you do during each episode? You're trying to figure out which house they're going to buy or have bought already. And so you, you pick up on those clues, like what their specifications are, what they've said as they go through each um, room, um, like how they seem when they're looking at the place, and then you're trying to juice as you watch. And sometimes you're right and you're like happy because you've, You've solved the mystery, but then sometimes you're surprised. But like whatever happens, you're invested because each episode has that sort of mystery element. Does is that is that something? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, definitely. I don't know about you. guys what are your what are your guys like? House hunters' dar's like like your house hunters' radar. Like, are you good at picking what house they're gonna get most of the time or not? Because I'm not. I'm like terrible at it. Like, I never I never get the houses. Like, I'm probably like maybe
1: like. One in five, maybe, like,
0: I'll pick it. Well, yeah. I, what are you,
1: like, Dylan? No, I'm the same. I'm not good at it either, pretty yeah. much. Um. Yeah, it, f- it kind of feels like the most of the time, like, the worst one, I feel, is the one they end up going with in the end.
0: I wonder if that's, like I said, because they're overcompensating for the fact they've already bought the house and they're trying to make it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
1: yeah. I, reckon, I reckon you might be onto something
2: there because it definitely does feel like, once you know that it it does become really obvious that they're just going to nitpick a lot of stuff um also like but like i like i always like i'm like you see a place that's really great but then like budget just always will like snap a couple back to like reality Mm. so like you know you'll see some places and they're like really good but then They'll always go with like the the place that like can where they can save some cash, which is like kind of like very sensible and reasonable. But then sometimes, like um, I do love it when, especially in the episodes where there's no like real like they're not married or they're not girlfriend and boyfriend or a couple. Um, it's when they're like with their sibling or their mum or dad or whatever, looking for a place where they kind of also do like a bit of a a dodgy pick where it's, like, they're just doing it to kind of, like, defy the other person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that that happened recently. There was a one, there was a House Hunters International set in Australia that I watched recently where it was a lady that worked on a cruise ship for a really long time. And she was, like, of all the places I've been, like, Melbourne, Australia was, like, the best, so I want to live here. And so her mum came with her to pick a place in Melbourne and they looked at all these places and they found this, like, really tiny apartment which kind of looked like the digs that you would live in on a cruise ship and the mum was really like oh like this is the worst and she was (laughs) the lady was like oh this is everything that I want like I don't care about the size blah 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 and then they went and looked at some pretty good other places even one that was like kind of down in St Kilda like on the beach that looked like so nice had a view off the balcony but at the end of the episode like she fully like defied the mum and went with the tiny place and it was just one of those great moments where she's just like you know teeth gritted in that final meeting with the mum kind of saying, I think I'm going to go with like the little apartment. And the mum was like, oh, well, if that makes you happy. And she's like, I'm so happy already. And it was just like, and then like, it was kind of cool. Cause like the six month, the six weeks later, or six months later, whatever was like, she'd actually kind of made the place look decent, but yeah. Like compared to the other ones she went to, it was like, this place was like tiny. It was like the tiniest, smallest apartment. Mm. Um, so I do like those ones where like they kind of make a defiant pick, which is always like fun because then, you know, that, you know, that that conversation is going to just keep going like months and months after (laughs) the episodes ended, the mum's (laughs) going to be like, why didn't you pick the one by the beach?
0: um, It makes you wonder, like, is the specification that they bang on about during the episode that important or is it something that the director or the producers are like making them, You really, make sure you mention you, you want a white kitchen, you know, and then in reality they're like, couldn't give a shit about that, but they're just saying that in the episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that. I find too sometimes that um, there'll, be, there'll be at least one person in the couple that will really like just go over the top and just make a real big deal about whatever it is that they want. So most of the time it's the husbands that want like a gaming room. Um, cause they'll walk into everything, they'll work, they'll walk into every room that could essentially be the master bedroom and they'll go like, now this is my gaming room. And you're just like, <laughs> Oh God, like, you know, like how many times, like every house they're going to make this joke, which then becomes like, um, really crazy. Another thing we've got to talk about too. And I think this is kind of like as an Australian viewing the original house hunters is that most American homes have basements, mm-hmm. um, which, Like, there's always this weird part of every episode of House Hunters, which is, like, what I like to call kind of, like, the true crime murder part, which is where they go (laughs) into the basement. And it's just super trippy because some basements are, like, complete and it's almost like, you know, a a completely different living space where you could kind of, like, Airbnb someone or get another housemate. Like, it's that good. And then there are others where they just go down there and it's like that scene in Home Alone where he goes down and it's like the boiler. Um, (laughs) Mm. It is, like, it is really weird that, like... Like basements are just like a thing in America, and like a big part of house house hunters is like, okay, let's check out the basement, and you are just kind of like holding your breath, like going, okay, is this going to be one of those places that they've renovated the basement, or is it just like they've just left it the same as the day the house was built?
0: Yeah, it's like to have attics too. I don't really have attics. I never had an attic in my places here in, in Queensland, but yeah, it's that's that's. The appeal a bit, I guess, is that that voyeuristic sense, isn't it? You're you're seeing these into people's homes and areas of places that you wouldn't normally see in other scenarios. But you're right. I I watched one yesterday, and it was in Washington, D.C., and it was like a new build, and they're like, you can do whatever you want with the basement, and it was just like a murder scene down there (laughs) because there was nothing yet. So, yeah, that's, that's something you just don't think about, really.
2: Yeah, I'm really keen to look up like what the deal is with basements in America like it's obviously something that you have to have as part of like when you build a home, you build a home but um there has there had to be some point in history where they were like we're doing basements now and it's like why and it's like obviously in America it's probably for like some weird like messed up reason but um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not just like, like, cause are talking. I was talking about this with my wife. It's not, we we're thinking, oh, is it cause of like tornadoes or like, you know, mm. all that stuff. But I'm like, that's like a distinct part of the country. Like pretty much everywhere you go, there's just the, you're always going to have the basement. So I'm really keen to kind of look, look that up and trying to figure out like, what is it with them all having basements? It's
1: really weird.
0: It is weird, isn't it? Um, Dylan, have you ever had a basement in your
1: places you've
0: lived? No,
1: never. Never been, never set foot in
0: one. Uh, Now, I've got some other um, stray thoughts and talking points, and we'll just go through them. And you guys just jump in whenever you like. One thing I didn't realize until I did some research about this show is that it's been running since 1999. That seems way too long, but also I've got no concept of when this show would have started. It just seems like it's always been there. Hmm. That is true. I mean,
2: 1999, it would make sense that House Hunters was created in that year because it is probably the best year for pop culture
0: ever, maybe. That's what they say, don't they? With, what is it, The Matrix and what else came out then? Fight Club? Uh, Fight Club. Um, oh man, we're really
2: going through the teenage boy poster bedroom <laughs> movies. Um, but yeah, 1999. It was like it was like the year. Like I think 90. Like the only one prior in the 90s. 97 is a pretty good year too. Mm-hmm. But 99 is kind of like, yeah, like people have written books about how good 1999 was. Um, So it doesn't really surprise me that, you know, while so much great art was made in the year 1999 that then House Hunters would kind of become part of that in the same (laughs) way that, you know, there was Renaissance painters, you know, doing really great work during that period of time. So House Hunters, it does make sense. But, yeah, the the whole idea of, like, House Hunters being new, it's just like I think... it's, like, up to it's, like, 100... Like, it's got to be beyond 200
1: seasons right now. Like, it's yeah, insane. It? Dylan, what were you doing in 1999? Oh, jeez. I don't know. Like, uh, picking my nose. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hanging, like posters, much, hanging up posters oh, yeah. in the Matrix. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Love it, mate. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, um... Yeah, interesting point about 1999. I mean, maybe they were all just like uh, trying to get all the bangers out before Y2K hit, and don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is so true.
2: The whole Y2K thing was real. Like that was real mm. and um, yeah, that going for broke thing may have been like a big part of like why so much good stuff
0: came out in ninety nine. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, I've found this figure on a few different sites. Don't know how accurate it is, but we'll go with it, right? Apparently, the uh, the guests or the, the people buying the houses on the show, they only get paid 500 bucks. That seems Might. like it, it probably cost you money in terms of missing work and having to do all, all that sort of thing. To go on the show, 500 bucks. they film like over a week or so. That's not much at all for me.
2: Yeah, I was assumed it was like one of those deals where they just covered the costs of like everything, so like if you had to travel, whatever. Like I didn't know that there was like a that actually given them kind of like a fee. So that's kind of really interesting.
0: Yeah, I think they they'll pay for you like food, and if you have kids, they might look after your kids while you're off looking at it. But yeah, I think I read a story that um the house hunters renovations they chip in sometimes to help you finish off the the reno's. But um yeah, I, then again, I didn't really think anything about how much they were getting paid. I just. Hadn't even come into my mind that these people were getting paid for this. And I guess you, if they're making a thousand episodes a year, they can't you know, be paying everyone too much money. But yeah, it just <laughs> seems funny to me. Dylan, how much money would you spend or how would you be paid to go on this show?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, 500 is not bad. It's pretty good. Especially just for the, the fact that you can just say, hey, I was on here, on this, mate. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I think the credit is probably more than anything. Oh, I think for that's sure. true
0: for the real estate agents as well, because they don't seem to get paid they're just there for the publicity pretty much Mm. um and then sometimes it's rumored that the real estate agents they're not working for them not finding the houses like especially if the houses that they're looking at one they've already bought and the other two are like just their friends houses that they've had to use for the show so yeah it's does that fact that the show is fake in that sense does that affect it for you at all cameron
2: I don't think it does because, like I mentioned before, I think it plays into the whole, like, amateur theatre part of it where it's, like, you're just watching, like, normal people kind of put on this performance, which is, like, all real- that's all reality TV is. Like, mm-hmm. um, as much as people, like, it's that kind of illusion of, like, something being real, Um so, I think, yeah, House Hunters drives perfectly with, like, all of the big reality TV shows. You know, like, it's it's exactly the same as, like, you know, something like Keeping Up with the Kardashians or, like, all of those kind of juggernaut reality shows that just dominate. Like, House Hunters is very much up there. Um, but I don't think it dampers it at all. Like, once you kind of, you know, once you look behind the curtain and you figure out how it works you're going to come into every episode with this like new light and you're going to kind of go like, oh, wow, like this is so much more fun because now I know like how much they're staging it, um, which also too plays into like how real estate works, right? You know, like everything, that they're just staging homes, curb appeal, they're making everything look great so that you can kind of like come in and like go, oh, yeah, I'm going to live here. Um, so like House Hunters very much kind of jives with all of that, um, which is why I kind of feel like it really is, you know, one of the – kind of best reality shows you know from 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 the past kind of decade or so even to the point where um I remember reading like towards the end of kind of when a lot of outlets were putting out like, you know, the best TV of the 21st century and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, the Ringer actually put together a list of the 100 best episodes of television of the 21st century. And at number 81 was an episode of House Hunters International, season <laughs> 111, episode four, Kendo and a PhD in Barcelona, which for me, says, you know, like, if you're going to talk about television from that era, you have to talk about House Hunters. Um, it's kind of up there with with all the other great shows because, like you guys mentioned before, it's on in everyone's homes. It's it's everywhere. Like, um, it's just become such a big part of that kind of reality TV churn, I guess, but it's kind of lasted because there's always going to be people looking for places to live. Um, and also, too, now, um, did you guys see that television series that came out last year, Quiz?
0: No,
2: I didn't see no. that. You well, guys should check it out. It's this really interesting show. It's called Quiz, but it's based on um, the cheating scandal in the UK on who wants to be a millionaire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and But what I didn't know about who wants to be a millionaire, and they get into this in this TV series, is that that show had like a few years of what you would call like genuine people being contestants, and then it just got completely um, sabotaged by like Uber fans who would kind of scam their way onto the show to try and outdo each other to see who could kind of get the furthest. And it kind of – the entire show was kind of compromised because it was just full of fans who were just wanting to be on the show. So I can imagine, like, it must be really hard to make House Hunters now because you just get so many people emailing wanting to be on it kind of in the same way that everyone wants to be on, you know, every other TV show. Mm -hmm. But um, it must be really hard for them to find, like – really good authentic people that can kind of do that staginess that can kind mm. of go through a house and come across as authentic and give some really good reactions without kind of coming across too much like a big, you know, like if I went on House Hunters, I'd just be walking through every room going like this is my gaming room and like doing like really <laughs> stupid shit. And you could, the producers would be like this episode, we can't air this episode. Like yeah. this is terrible. Yeah.
0: There's that fine line between yeah, the, the, the reality and the drama and if, you're, if you are too far into the the acting of it, you, you ruin the illusion, don't you? That um, reminds me of what you said there about people getting on the show. It's like, you know, the first year or two of like Big Brother, you had genuine people on who were just doing it for the social experiment side of it. And then within a few years, it was just everyone who's trying to become rich and famous off Big Brother. Um, I wonder if that would be happening now on, on House Hunters. <laughs> but... That said, there are so many House Hunters episodes. It's like eventually everyone's going to be on there. So
2: yeah, you just like you'll just get like a knock on the door one day, and it's like it's your turn. Like you're <laughs>
1: you're up. Um, like jury duty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I reckon now we can should launch into just some of the weird things we've all seen on an episode of House Hunters. Dylan, have you got anything strange or memorable that you want to talk about on a House Hunters episode?
1: Uh, there was one I watched. It was a, a Fiji one for International House Hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just weird. It's just the real estate agent, like, wasn't very good, like, in general. <laughs> okay. Um, he, like, took them to this, like, shack on a beach, basically, <laughs> and, like, every complaint they had, he just basically said, well, he just said, that's the, that's the Fijian experience. Like, they're like, there's no air conditioning in here. And he's like... Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's just going to be the Fijian experience, and they're like, "There's only solar power." Yeah, well, those <laughs> cold showers are going to be the Fijian experience. <laughs> this wasn't good.
0: Oh, I love it. Was they being they being too um,
1: like picky, or was he just not doing his job? What do you reckon? Oh, it's, it's a bit of a shithole that <laughs> that shack, and that's the one they ended up going with too in the end. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, What about you, Ken? What are some of your favourites? My favourite...
2: One of my favourite episodes of House Hunters ever is it is a couple who are like a military family and they've, like, moved around the country, they've lived on bases, but they've finally got enough money to buy their own home. But the dad's demand is that it has to be near a golf course. (laughs) And so, and he's like, "I love golf." And like, he, even when they're going into the basement, he's like, "Yeah, I can set up my like little um, golf swing kit oh, down man. here." And like, every single conversation in the show is about golf. It comes around to golf. Like, even when they're in the kitchen, he's like, "I could be eating here after playing golf." And it's like, it just it just becomes so hilarious throughout the episode that the episode then kind of like bends in on itself and just knowingly. Like it's like a producer was sitting around somewhere and was like, oh, I know how to finish this episode. Like it's going to be like the best thing we've ever done. And so what happens is they are not looking at a whole bunch of houses that are like pretty close to golf courses, but there's one that is like almost bang on one. And (laughs) to the point where when they're in one of the upstairs bedrooms, they're kind of looking out the window and you can see the golf course. And they're kind of (laughs) talking about it. And it's just like, oh, isn't this place great? Whatever. Anyway, so cut to the end of the episode. They're going like... Six weeks later and, like, they're doing the voiceover. It's like, you know, since we moved in here, we're so much happier. It's great to put down roots, whatever. And then the final shot of the episode is from the upstairs bedroom window. The camera is, like, zoomed in on... The dad on the golf course putting, and he puts it, and he gets it in, and then he looks up and he waves as the camera like pulls back to reveal that they're inside the house. And I re- like I remember when I saw it, and I just sat there like after, just like absolute like I was just like it was almost like um an unintentional standing ovation. Like I was just like it was like a ma- it was like a masterpiece. Like I was just like this like they they totally know what they're doing and it's just brilliant um so yeah that's probably my all-time favorite thing the other thing and I sent Lonnie I think I sent you a photo of this was I always do enjoy it when couples bring their dogs to the mm. final decision meeting um <laughs> and there's a um yeah there's a couple of episodes where people it's like the real estate agent and the couple and their pet like sitting in a chair <laughs> next to them and I always find that that's always super funny because pets Pets play a big part of, like, house hunters. Like, mm. a lot of houses are kind of made or broken by their ability to kind of, like, house pets, um, which is always fun because some people are just like, you know, it is their child, it is their baby, and so it's just as important um, for these places to kind of have that. And I just love it when they include the, the animals in on the decision. It's just always so funny.
0: And it's a kid then, when you actually get to see the animal running around the backyard afterwards, <laughs> like, yes, you made the right decision for your animal. <laughs>
2: They're like, Coco is happy we did it, even though we're $400 over budget.
0: Yeah, well, worth it, every every penny. Definitely. Uh, I saw one recently. uh, It was in, I think it was in like Boston or like Massachusetts, New England area of the US. And the wife wanted to get a house that matched the new birdhouse that she had bought.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've seen this one.
0: (laughs) You saw this one? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've seen this one. Is this one also the husband needs two trees that he can balance on with his, like, balance beam or something like that? Yeah,
0: slacklining, I think they call it. slack.
2: So, yeah, that already you've got two demands that are just, like, wait, what?
0: (laughs) Exactly. And the funniest part about that is that he wasn't even, like, a slackliner. He just wanted to get into (laughs) it in the future. (laughs) Just wanted the option. Um, Uh, They're just bizarre. That... I think they were genuine, but that sort of does make you question about whether people are thinking up crazy things and then going on House Hunters just for the notoriety. But I don't mm. know. still, worked I mean, for me that one. The
2: slackline community is quite competitive, so I can imagine getting on House Hunters <laughs> would give you a real edge in that in those stakes. So yeah, it's all about credit, to,
0: isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, you got to get that House Hunters credit if you want to take slacklining seriously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so other two other things I found, which are quite interesting. So you might be across this camera given you're a Twitter fiend, but I'm not sure about Dylan. He doesn't go on Twitter at all because he's
2: <laughs> much wise. healthier
0: than us. Um, it's house budgets. So it's this bot that throws together scenarios that you can see on the show, and it's kind of what like we were drinking it before. So one I've got here, it's that wife, I saw nightgowns, the wolves. Husband, and I saw a panther yesterday. Wife, our budget is $2.4 million. <laughs> And so it just runs through. I think it, it must be set up somehow just to be throwing them together, but it um, it's pretty funny.
2: Yeah, the comedy, comedy kind of built around House Hunters is kind of its own thing too. Because like I think even um, Saturday Night Live once did like a House Hunter sketch that was kind of one of their pre-recorded bits where they had um, they were just going through a house and every room had something super weird in it. But you know, you kind of know that you're doing something right if you know you're getting you know. SNL is kind of like making fun of your show so I mean yeah for something like house hunters to, to kind of make that yeah there's like this like like everything now you know there's a TV show for everyone now so it's kind of like all those little subcultures of like you know Twitter bot accounts and comedy things that it is like, you know, even like, I, I don't even know if there is one of these, maybe I should start it, but it's like House Hunters out of context feels like that could be like a thing um, where it's just random grabs from episodes, you know?
0: Well, it's funny you say that there's actually an Instagram page, which is called House Hunter Screens.
2: Oh, yes.
0: If i um, that sort of thing, I guess send it to if you like, but um, yeah, I can't describe it. It's, it's not funny unless you actually see it in, in context, I suppose. But yes, there are these people who've just find the funny grabs and, and throw them up there on Instagram and yeah, it's almost like yeah, in the twenty first century, in twenty twenty one, you haven't really made it as a show unless you've just seeped into pop culture where people are doing this sort of fandom things for you. I think that's the real sign of um of success in this, this day and age.
2: Yeah, definitely. I've even noticed in TV shows that are like have come out in the last couple of years or whatever. Like there was an episode of something I was watching the other night where a character walked into like a room where they were all getting ready to watch TV, and like one of the characters said like, "Who's ready to watch House Hunters?" and I was like even up until now like it, it's still getting name checked like in mainstream television like as a thing that mm. people do which is like really really fascinating cuz sometimes when <laughs> oh man it's going to sound so depressing sometimes when it's like saturday night and i'm six episodes in on house hunters i like will have this moment of like am i the only one doing this <laughs> <laughs> but then um but then most of the time it's kind of like no it's kind of like everyone like at some point is just like zoning out to this show and I don't know maybe life is just so crazy and chaotic now that like something like house hunters has just become even more prominent because after especially after last year we've just everyone's watched everything everyone's kind of smashed through like all the new dramas all the things everyone's kind of saying to watch and so if these completely out-of-context House Hunters episodes come along where, you know, you don't have to bring anything to it. You don't have to have watched the previous 100 seasons to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You can just jump on at any point and jump into it. And, you know, considering it's been name-checked so much, you're kind of going into it with curiosity going like, oh, here's this show that I've heard so much about. Um, It's just so easy to get into. Um, I've got to check out this Instagram account. I just That's another thing I love about the show too is you can take a photo of something within the show and people will understand what you're talking about. And this is where I'm going to get to this talking point, which is the double vanity, um, which is <laughs> yes. a big part of House Hunters, <laughs> is that um, every couple wants a double vanity. Like it doesn't matter what walk of life they come from. Um, it doesn't matter if it's normal House Hunters or House Hunters International every couple wants a double vanity, which is something that I've never like really pined for in my own life. But it is so funny watching couples walk into bathrooms and there's a single vanity and it's just like, oh, and the the agent's always like, yeah, sorry
0: guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a funny point. I think that's, are we like in regular life being um, influenced by house hunters and to the fact that did people not want a double vanity until they saw House Hunters and now that's the sort of, yeah, folded back on itself, I wonder.
1: Like, like a snake eating a tail sort of situation. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that's so
2: funny that, like, when you even see a couple talk about the prospect of living life without a double vanity, it's kind of like, well, I guess you can wait in the morning to get ready after me. And I'm just like holy shit, like, are some couples, like, in the morning just, like, having these huge raging arguments about, like, who's having the vanity first? Like, it's just nuts. Um, there's actually a really funny, um, I can't remember where I saw this, but there's a really funny, um, it was, like, a tweet that went viral a long time ago where it was, like, they had a thruple on House Hunters mm. and <laughs> they were looking for a triple vanity. and. <laughs> With them, And then then it's them reacting to there only being a double vanity, which is just like, which is just like, just magnificent. Like uh, that would have been, yeah, I've got to track down this episode, but I've only ever seen the screen of it. It was like, I think someone tweeted and it was something like, life comes at you fast and it was like, we're a thruple, And then it was like double vanity and all their like really sad faces.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm just trying to think how I would explain that to my parents. I don't know.
2: I think the only other thing I've got is that there, there are certain things they do in House Hunters episodes that if you're coming to this for the, for the first time, you got to look out for. Um, and one of them is whenever there is a small shower, they will always make a large husband get into it. Um, and so it's really funny. It's like the funniest thing they always do, and I'm always like, they're going to do it, they're going to do it, and they always do it. And um, yeah, they'll always go like, oh, that shower's a bit awkward. And then they'll be like, Jerry, get in it. And then Jerry will like crouch down and like make a really funny face. And (laughs) you don't really, the first time it happens, you just go, oh yeah, like that's funny, whatever. But like they almost do it in like every single episode. Um, There was one I was watching recently where it was an American guy moving to Poland to teach um, American football, which was super weird already. Mm. Um, but he was like quite a big guy and they took him to this house and it had like a shower that was kind of like one of those handheld ones, but they'd kind of put the hand, they've kind of put the, um, the holder for it like halfway down. So if you just wanted to have a shower without picking it up, you had to kind of like crouch down a bit. And so like, he like gets in the shower And you're like, here it comes. And he crouches down and he like gets in like this, like almost like fetal position for the camera. And it's just like, it's so funny, but like without fail, every time it's like large, large person, small shower. It's like, it's like almost like at the house hunters um, production office. They have like a little sign up that says like, don't forget. Yeah. (laughs) Small shower, big person equals TV gold.
0: (laughs) Well, they're not wrong, are they? Um, I think for sure they've got checklists about things. And I wonder how much they, like, do they do recce beforehand or they just sort of go with it on the day? It'd be interesting to see behind the scenes, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. It, um, they almost need to make a, like, a. am sure they've done this, um, like a behind the, behind the house hunters kind of, like, letting you know. Or, or maybe when it finishes, they'll do this. They'll mm. kind of take you behind the curtain and show you how they make it. But um, it's just one of those things that, is like there's just all these little things throughout every single episode that you can kind of look out for um, as kind of like a house hunter's staples. But yeah, the, the shower one is always like a really big one. Um, you know, once you get past the double vanity and I'm into the shower, um, the bathroom is just, it's just a riches of, of, of content when it comes to house hunters.
0: And it's funny you mentioned before that the husband always wants like a man cave or a, a, the gaming room or something. You don't often see the wife being able to get our own room. Um, Yeah, something about men, isn't it, that we always want our own space there?
2: Yeah, there's definitely definitely a lot of... uh, Yeah, I mean, they definitely play to that whole, like, goofy dads, daggy dad kind of thing within House Hunters. There's always that kind of thing. But, yeah, there are some couples too that you just like, like, you know, especially Mm. in international where you just like don't know how long this relationship is gonna last (laughs) um and yeah there also too could be a couple of kind of like get out moments where it's kind of like um you're watching like this married couple and the wife and you're just like oh honey like it's just like Mm. this guy (laughs) you may have picked wrong um (laughs) but yeah those ones are always um Again, like the tension between the couples and, and all that, that's that's always like such a huge staple of the show that just consistently always gets better the kind of weirder the situation is.
0: Yeah. Alright, do anything else you want to mention there?
1: The only other thing is that I think I read that there's thirteen spin offs. Is that is that right? There's a fair few. So that's madness. That's that's so many. It's a lot.
2: I I did see a new I like and when I say new, I'm like, oh, uh, it probably was, like, made in 2010. But I did see one House Hunters recently that I'd never seen before, which was, like, it was, like, House Hunters odd, odd build or something like that. And it was, like, it was the same as normal House Hunters, but, like, the demand was, like, we're looking for a lighthouse to live in. And it was, like... Oh. And I was, like, oh, this one's a re-, It was a real, like... Risk because it was kind of like they were looking for places to live, but like you could just totally see that, like, there's only so many like abandoned churches and lighthouses <laughs> and you know old mills that people can kind of live in. So I was kind of like, that one did feel a bit like you know flying a bit too close to the sun. Mm. Um, the house hunters, <laughs> which I think is why, like, every time you'll see like one of the branded ones, and like, I'm probably the furthest I'll go is renovation, like, I don't really have a lot of time for renovation just because once they pick, it's literally just like waiting for them to find a gas leak and then that's the drama, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is which is like pretty much every renovation show. Um, but, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm willing to go as far as renovation, but for me it's just like the perfect pairing of like House Hunters, House Hunters International. Like if you can bounce between those two, like in, in any kind of stretch of watching the show, like it's always going to be just like a really nice variety and also... Because there's so many episodes of it, I've very rarely ever seen a repeat, um, which is r- super rare when it comes to like television shows kind of in syndication that you're going to come across, you know, like the same episode all the time. Like I, I've very rarely ever seen like an episode twice, which is cool because it feels like every time it's like, here we go. It's like, here's a new one. Can't wait.
0: That's right. And is that that familiar but distinct experience every time, which is really the the, the appeal, I think, if it, when you yeah. get down to it.
2: Yeah, and probably the only the final only final thing I'll say too is that I think a really big underrated part of what makes House Hunters great, and you'll notice too, this in the if you ever c- manage to see one of the newer episodes of the show, is that the narrator of House Hunters um, plays such a vital role in terms of like just her really great kind of I wouldn't say. Oh, <sighs> Calling up bland is kind of like a terrible word to use, but there's something about the way that she kind of narrates the episodes that is just—it just pairs perfectly with what's mm-hmm. going on, um, especially when she says things like, "Will Larry ever ever been to come? Well, you know, will Larry ever come to terms with the fact that he can't have a gaming room or like whatever?" <laughs> um, her voice is just magnificent and unfortunately she did pass away which is um which is super sad so that's the reason why you can tell that like she played such a big part in the show that they obviously decided that they just wouldn't rehire a new narrator um which is huge so when you watch newer episodes of house hunters it actually doesn't have the voiceover anymore it's basically just the couples drive Mm. everything um like they even have the couples kind of doing a lot more talking like and kind of Breaking down what they're going to do, or even like they just have a lot more kind of stunty things within each episode where they'll be in a they'll be in the town they're living in and they'll just be doing like random activities, and that's kind of how they kind of fill out the episodes without the narration, which is
0: like really interesting. Yeah, the the, the Brisbane one I watched yesterday did have the couple um, climbing or going down the Kangaroo Point cliffs. I guess sure. I mean. <laughs>
2: A, that's a producer trying to look, looking up things to do, right?
0: Yeah, padding out the time a bit. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something really interesting. the The newer ones, I would definitely say the newer ones. You you definitely notice that missing from it. You definitely kind of are like, oh, there's just way more like couples doing random stuff mm. um, than there used to be. So, yeah, those newer episodes are really kind of missing that vital part of what what makes the show great, which is yeah that that really great voiceover and narration that's kind of just guiding you along with that tone that's just so perfect.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll um, have a keep an eye out for that next time I'm watching the show, which will be very soon, I'm sure. Now, Cameron, is there anything we can plug for you? Is there anything coming up soon that we can talk about and give you a bit of a bit of a plug?
2: Um, probably the biggest thing coming out. I don't have a release date for it yet, but i've I've written um I've written a a script that's kind of going to be part of a like an audio anthology series for the ABC. Um, that's all different stories about um love, um, and so each episode's going to be kind of. A different take on that and there's all really interesting stuff in the mix that's that's kind of in production at the moment but the one that I've written um is called slow lane um and it's about two people that meet in an adult learn to swim class which is um which is I've think a pretty interesting place um Mm. to meet somebody and be be a little bit vulnerable and so yeah that's going to be coming out as part of um this kind of like anthology series um sometime in the next six months so like it's all in production at the moment um so yeah it's just kind of waiting for it all to come together and for them to kind of announce all the different people and writers and stories and performers so look out for that in in the next couple of months uh i'm really keen to kind of yeah see how people kind of react to it
0: That's that's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Let us know when it's at and we'll give you a plug on our podcast for sure. Absolutely.
2: Thanks, guys. Yeah, really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me on because, um, like I said, it's very rare to have people want to hear you out about House Hunters. So (laughs) I've pretty much got my fix for like the next 12 months. Um, I think um, I'm going to be pretty quiet on the the House
1: Hunters front for a bit. We try. We do our best. How are doing? Absolutely. Give people a a platform (laughs) to express themselves.
0: The thing about our podcast is we're trying to do episodes on things that other people won't do episodes on. So I think House Hunters might be up there on that scale.
2: Yeah, definitely. The whole House Hunters, I mean, it, yeah, I talk about it so much that I just refer to it now as HH. So <laughs> the kind of HH community is really going to come out um, hopefully uh, and, and, and yeah, proudly uh, support maximum chat for House Hunters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, all right, well, thank you very much for listening and thanks for coming on board, Cameron. That's been that's been so great having you on today. Um, we're on all the socials and it would be really great if you could give us a like and a listen and to tell a friend, tell someone that you've gone house hunters with to get aboard this show. Oi, there we go. <laughs> all right, until next week, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Cameron. Cameron. Miss you guys.
1: I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you.